0: Hello, welcome along, Jake here and this is episode 16 of the Influence Podcast and today it is the first ever interview on the Influence Podcast and this is with multi-award winning speaker and international speaker Alex Roseman. We're going to dive in straight away with the content and I'm really excited about sharing this with you today, Um, a real fascinating conversation for the next hour or so on the podcast and we really dive in some interesting stuff so i'm excited to share this with you just as a bit of um heads up in advance there's uh alex is based in cyprus and uh, he's actually in cyprus on his balcony doing the interview as well and i'm based in the uk and manchester so we did the call over the internet and the podcast was recorded over the internet as well so it does mean that there is a slight delay uh, and there's one or two times where the sound does just drop out a little bit so just a bit of advanced warning for you on this particular episode, um, but still, don't be put off by that, and certainly don't worry about that because the content inside is extremely valuable, extremely useful. I took a lot away from the interview, and a lot from the conversation with Alex, and I'm really confident that you do, you will do um, as well. So, I'll leave you. I'll leave you with that. Have a fantastic uh, listen. Enjoy. Uh, look forward to hearing your feedback as well. And without further ado, let's dive in and get started now with the interview with Alex. Okay guys, welcome along. This is episode number 16 of the Influence Podcast and today we have something a little bit special. This is the first interview that we have on the Influence Podcast today and I am super excited to introduce Alex Roseman with us today. Uh, Many of you will know Alex already. Uh, Alex is a multi-award winning international speaker. Uh, He's a breakthrough coach, best-selling author and actor as well. Um, He's managed to go from broke and on the verge of living on the street to becoming a speaker for the world's largest uh, seminar promoting company which represents the likes of Richard Branson, uh, Gary Vaynerchuk, Robert Kiyosaki and others including the, uh, I think everybody knows this name, Tony Robbins uh, who Alex has uh, represented for uh, Unleash the Power Within which is one of the signature events with uh, Success Resources uh previews around the world so he's he's literally speaking all across the world which is one of the big draws one of the reasons that I love chatting to him in particular um he's created numerous events of his own now and he helps high achieving athletes entrepreneurs professionals who have lost focus and purpose enjoying what they do and ultimately helps them get back on track and live a life of fulfilment. Um, he's often travelling the world, writing books, creating courses, create, um, speaking at events, setting up events of his own as well. And his signature event currently is Wake Up, Go Big and Live Extraordinarily. Alex, I hope that, that that's probably the grandest introduction I think I've ever done. Uh, I hope I've not done you a disservice there I missed anything out. How are you today, mate?
1: Not at all, it's like, it's like I, I wrote it or something. You know, it's, it's amazing. <laughs> Thank you so much. Uh, So everything is uh, fantastic. Um, Good. And, you know, everything's great. Obviously, I'm going to have my challenges. I'm not like, there is no problems. Everything is fantastic. I get up and everything's just sorted for me. No, of course, it's about, for me, having a particular mindset. So the challenges come. I don't get bogged down and I'm staying down. I I, I am able to take what I've learned and and implement it in my life. So I like to think I walk the talk. Fantastic. Um, Fantastic. And
0: I think, I think to be honest, as I do coaching myself and business coaching, um, that's tends to be one of the things, and I'm in no way saying that I don't do this myself because I do as well, but it's a case of almost knowledge. It's not a case of knowledge is power, but the implementation of knowledge is power. And we, we can talk a good game, but actually do you act out a good game? And I think one of the things, particularly since we've met is that you actually do act out a good game and you, 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 know, you, you take action. That's the big thing. and I think that's what separates you from, from most people. I've got to say, just before we dive in as well, I'm sat in my, in my room in Manchester and it's freezing cold outside. And for anybody who's, who's watching this or sees the clips, you will see that Alex is sat in a beautiful, I'm not going to say where it is, I'll let you introduce that, but in a beautiful location. Tell us a bit about where you are, Alex, and how you ended up being there.
1: That is a great question. Where do we start? Uh, Well, first off, thank you. I really appreciate you inviting me on here. Um, Hopefully what I share, and I generally don't use the word hopefully, I'm sure that what we'll share um, will inspire and and help other people on their journey. Uh, So you're right that we're drowning in information, but we're starving in action. And it's the action for me that's able to bring me to this beautiful location. And where I am right now is... Cyprus. I'm in the north side of Cyprus. They would call it the occupied area of Cyprus. And I I came to Cyprus for an event called the Creative Women's Event. And I was invited in March, April, uh, as the only male speaker they've ever had. Wow. I met the organizer. She was like, "You've got to come and speak." I was like, "Okay." So I came out to Cyprus, and and I met so many wonderful people. It was like a hundred women. And me, it just, it was, you know, you see a picture, just, it doesn't even look right. It's like, where's Wally, you know? <laughs> and uh, so I met so many wonderful people and Viola Edwards, um, who is leading breath worker and psychotherapist lives out here. And she invited me to come up uh, to hang out and do some breath work, which is phenomenal for anyone who hasn't tried it. It's, it's a way of how the body can release trauma and And why that's important is this when we're children i'm going to go straight into something here when yeah, we're children, we go through something that's rather traumatic um something that's that's happened. Our ego will protect us by taking us away from the moment, so we we don't really remember or actually understand what's going on right for whatever trauma that's happened. The problem about that is is when you're trying to recall what's going on, you know you're sabotaging success or you're not feeling certain feelings you'd like to be, or you're, you're just you're disrupting your life in some way. But you can't recall the memories with a psycho, uh, psychiatrist because the body remembers everything, but the mind may have forgotten it because of the ego defense. So the great thing about doing this work is you're releasing trauma that you may not know is there, and you suddenly get hit by that, what happened. But you've released the trauma through the breath. So I found it fascinating because when I get into something, I research a lot of it. When I research that this is the one area, I like doing many different things. It's just my personality. You've got to understand your own personality and yeah. honour who you are. Because I'm not going to try to be like someone else because their personality at their core is fundamentally different to mine. So it's not about being someone else, it's being what I like to do, removing the mask and becoming who you truly are. So I came here, I learned this, and I was like, you know what? Getting up in the morning, jogging to the beach that's like 10 minutes away, going for a swim in the ocean that is like mine, having a drop of the mountains. I was like, I want to do this every day. Because in London, I felt like I was waiting to live rather than living. And I was thinking to myself, why am I doing all this? Doing it all, even though I love doing it, speaking, contributing if I don't enjoy where my environment actually is, and by osmosis and understanding now the, the cells and genetics, if you're, you know, the environment changes your genetics, I mean, there's nothing you can really do about that. So, understanding is one thing. I was like, well, if I get it intellectually and I see it, I better start doing something about it. So, I just decided, you know, I'm going to come out here. So, I was in the US, I came back, I was like, right, I need to get. Out here, so I just got on a flight and took a couple of big suitcases, and and kept, every time I had to go back to London, I take another suitcase of stuff, and until I have all my stuff out here, and it was as quickly as that. I didn't, you know, I knew if I thought about it too long, I would convince myself many things of not to do it. Right? We we're so good at telling ourselves not to do something, and I didn't want to let that happen. So I just knew I had to take the action, and I was here. I'm thinking why did I not do this sooner? Like, what was it that stopped me for so long? And, and then here you are, you know, now I get this beautiful hammock in the background, literally lemon trees. I got lemon. I pick it. Like I love lemon water in the morning. Right. So I just go, yeah. you know, smell fresh lemon. No more going to Sainsbury's or Tesco's or wherever. Right. It's just, you know, it's right there. <laughs> and the supermarkets
0: uh, are available.
1: Yeah. I didn't the supermarket. <laughs> they are available. And, uh, and it's just, you know, I'm not talking from some like retreat right now. I'm just talking from my home. My bedroom is just there. You know, I just, I love that openness that, and I love the sun. People go, why did you move out there? Sun. Yeah. You know, what was what, the deep rooted meaning? The sun. I just love sun. I love what it's a good a reason. Sun. I just, yeah, I think, I think you've got to find where you, where you feel pulled to and resonate with and not complain and just take action and make it happen.
0: I love it. I love it. Alex, that's, yeah, that's just from what you said there, there's so many things that I kind of want to pick up on. Um, the, the first one for me, I guess, would be I, I kind of relate that a little bit to my own journey when I left teaching, teaching for eight years. And there's almost that moment where I just thought, this is enough. I, this is it. I am, I need to do something different. And that was what prompted me then to move to Australia, um, wow. live there for a year. Would have loved to have lived there a lot longer but various circumstances meant that I came back. But what I guess just coming back, I'm going to, this is already going in a direction I didn't expect it, but I love that because I think that's, this is kind of what what I was hoping would happen at the same time. What just, I'm coming back to a little bit to the fears because the natural fears that most people would have with would be, I don't know anybody there. Um, My family are here. My friends are here, all these kind of things. So they must be fears that you at some stage had thought or gone through. How do you, How do you get over that?
1: You know, it's a great question because what is fear? You know, what what is fear? It's we're we're projecting into our future something that's not happened yet. So we are having this illusion that it's going to be somehow worse off in the future than it is now. And that keeps us paralyzed to not do anything. And it's a great strategy to stay comfortable even if you're yeah. miserable. And I look at everything as a way of serving people. You may hate doing something, you know, whatever it, you know, you could be addicted to something else. You could be, it's serving you in some way. So I look at going, all right, it's serving you. Otherwise you wouldn't be doing it. Right. I look at the positive of a negative. And so if I get a, a client who's looking at fear, I say, well, how, well, how's it serving you? And they're going, well, it shifts their mindset around it. Well, it serves me by doing this. Well, no wonder you're you're staying where you are. I mean, look at the payoff you're getting. Mm. And if suddenly they're aware of it, going, "Oh my goodness," you know, because all in the subconscious is what's keeping you there. So I'm aware of this, right? And that's what it is. It's all about self-awareness. And I, I I have to be selfish. I have to go. Right? Do I want to be in a place I want to be? Is this the place I want to be? If I am turning up as the best version of myself, I mean, I'm a happier person. It's better that I go and come out here and, you know, know my family's there, know my family's here. I mean, everyone is in their own circumstance, right? I don't have children. Like, it's just easier for me to get up and go, right? Sure. And I had a partner and, you know, we were a different progression in life, right? Mm. And, you know, you've got to know where you're at realistically but you also got to know, am I using that as an excuse or am I allowing fear to hold me there? Am I able to take action? Can I create a plan to make it happen? And for me, I, you know, I'm, I'm a jumper. I like to leap and grow my wings on the way down. And I just, I, (laughs) you know, I use pain and pleasure because we all innately want to move away from pain towards pleasure. Mm. So I understand that. So I then, reverse it and go well I'll make it painful for me to stay in my comfort zone so I see the pleasures on the other side of the, of, of being uncomfortable so it's like I've yeah. flipped it around so I'm always like I'm always on the edge I feel uncomfortable I'm never satisfied you know but I'm happy you know I'm mm. happy but I'm never satisfied because I know if I want to get to the end of my life I want to know i squeeze squeezed all the, the lemon the juice out of life you know yeah, and 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 that's why I've used it. So I, you know, I'm fearful of things, but I know that it's an illusion. So I'm going to well, you know, this this could all be a simulation. To be honest, I mean, if you look at Elon Musk and him talking about going, the odds are, the odds are high that we're actually in a simulation. You know, like the Matrix. I'm like, well, okay, how do I? How can we tell if it's not true or not right? So you might as well make, might as well enjoy the game that you're in. Yeah. And create exactly what you want. And, and I did a Facebook Live yesterday about manifestation. It's insane. Like You can think of something. And I'm thinking about, I want to do jiu-jitsu in Cyprus because I did it earlier. I was doing a lot of mixed martial arts. And mm. I had a passing thought because I was listening to Joe Rogan podcast. I turn up at the airport and I see these kids running around like in like uniform. And it said, Cyprus. I was in Brussels, right? It said, Cyprus. And then on the yeah. back, it said, jiu-jitsu. I was like, get get out of here. Like an hour <laughs> later, I'm thinking that, and it's like right here. But what is that? It's a subconscious mind, right? You've got to implant. We're running by a program. The subconscious is 95%, right? We have a like 5% consciousness. Our subconscious, our world was developed from zero to seven years of age. So that's how we think the world is. And then we basically just comparing every present moment Something that happens, we compare to the past, we compare to the past, we then delete information, then we distort reality to meet our model of the world when we're zero to seven years of age. So the relationship you had with your childhood is what you have with life. So I look at it, I go, anyone who comes to me with a problem or an issue or fear, I relate it back to when, that, when it first started for them mm-hmm. to see it with a new awareness from an adult's perspective, because they're not children anymore. And then they go, are you allowed that to hold you? No well then let's let's all let's take a leap together then Amazing. If that makes sense
0: yeah it, well it, it does absolutely so i want to push that a little bit further because uh, i've got to say as well like there's so many things that you're saying that kind of make me want to ask this question or want to ask that question and i'm furiously <laughs> writing notes down I, I do hope that we get we get to go through everything today but let me push that a bit further if you were working with somebody i mean maybe myself as an example or if for somebody who's listening today whichever is easiest is how would what what could you give them practically that they could perhaps either do on their own or if they came to see you and they were working with you and i know that you've got your own um one-to-one clients and such what what are the first steps that you might take them through
1: the first step is identifying the payoff of the fear you know it's just looking at well. What, what is it? What, let's get clear. You know, the first, first, first thing to do is actually go, right, where do you want to be? So right now, anyone who's listening, just go, right, close your eyes, take a deep breath, relax for a moment, and drop the limitations, belief. Just, you know, say you're in a position where you, you just don't need to work. And you 12 months into the future. Where are you? What do you see? What are you doing? You know? visualize it because the subconscious mind doesn't know the difference between what's imagined and what's real anyway. Okay. So <laughs> go for it, relax, enjoy it. So visualize. So once they've visualized where they want to be, right. And you see it and you're like, Oh, that's, that's, that's what I want to be doing. Okay. That's where, even if you're not sure what it is of how you got there, it doesn't matter. It's just where you are. Right. Yes. know, and, once you relax, you're in a creative space because the thing a lot of people, their guard is up, right? They're in scarcity. They're in fight mode. So they don't even know when the last time they've relaxed. And I'm, I know this firsthand. I used to be stressed out. The only way I would relax was drinking a lot, smoking a lot, doing all sorts of God knows what. And that was how I was doing my teens in my early 20s um, until I, when I was doing IT recruitment going, what am I doing with my life? Uh, living for the weekends, all that jazz until I just went, you know what? I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to become an actor as you do. Right. So yeah. it was that, that <laughs> moment of taking a leap. Yeah. But I still took, I still took me in that world. Right. I hadn't done any self development yet. I just took myself mm. into acting and I managed to do as well as I could of with even with all the stuff that was going on there. So for people, it's just about finding time to relax. Just breathe to allow yourself to become creative because if you're stressed out, the last thing you're going to be is creative. All right? You're in your amygdala. Your blood's flowing there. You're stressing out. You've got scarcity. You're making decisions from that kind of place. So the last thing you're going to do is allow yourself to dream bigger. You're thinking, oh, my God, I can't even get past the bills, you know, your focus goes out as you flow. So you're getting more bills and more bills and more and more. So I go, right, we've got to keep breathing, breathing, relax, relax, get into an open space. So get to a space where it could happen, like amazing things can happen. Then let's look at where you are right now. We look at where you are. What's the reality of the situation? So then we'll look at knowing your reality of your situation and we'll find out what is the biggest obstacle getting in the way sure. of where you want to be. Cause there's many different things, but we've got to simplify it to something and then we can work around it. But cause then I look at that one obstacle in the way and how the client talks to me, I can yeah. hear their model of the world. I can hear how they internalize. I can see how they see the world. And then I look at their communication and I find it and I, attach onto it and we unravel where it came from, the root cause of it, which is your childhood. Uh, And maybe the time that you picked up in your teenagehood and rarely when you're most vulnerable in your 20s, 30s and 40s, you may have taken on a lie that you told yourself was a truth and then you live your life based on that lie. So that's about removing the mask and finding out what's actually going on. And, and i would start with that so relax visualize where you want to be where are you now write it down like okay what is my money situation what am i am i doing what i actually love to do you know list it down and then go right yeah. so then what's getting in the way of where i am to where i want to be okay now i just need to work on getting rid of that obstacle and i'll get to where i want to be and if that means learning new skills doing something and as you develop and do this every day the progression equals happiness so you'll feel better once you're moving towards what you want and ultimately that's what it's all about it's not getting the thing it's the journey because it's who you become as you've seen yourself you've left as a, a teacher um and now you went to australia and now look what you're doing i see you doing stuff in different countries and you're doing this i mean that's what it's about it's, you gotta love what it is you're doing because the thing you get at the end, when you're at the top of that mountain, if you're climbing Mount Everest, the journey, the unfolding, the person, you, you, know, you go through it and that you're, you're at the top, it's fleeting. It's like you're there. You're not going to live on top of Mount Everest, right? You've got to move on. Yep. So yep. it's who you become because at the beginning, you weren't the person who could stand on top, top of Mount Everest, but each step you took led you to become the person who could stand on Mount Everest. So you've got to find your Mount Everest, right? And take the steps.
0: Yeah, so. I, love, I love that. I love that. Um, the idea that it's, it's not, and I remember having this conversation with somebody a while back, and it's the idea being that it's not always about getting to that destination. At the end, I know it sounds crazy, but even if you don't get there, for whatever reason, you know, in business, in personal life, in wealth, in family, whatever it might be, it's still about the journey. And the fact that you, because you commit to the journey and you go through the journey, and the growth that you have as part of that journey, and who you are when you begin and who you are at the end, and even if you don't make it to that that um, that desired goal or where you what you saw that it might be in the in the start, you know, you you're still working towards that, and it takes you perhaps a different direction, which may even be better for you. But you don't know until you start taking action in the first place, which I think is the biggest thing. You you mentioned
1: one hundred percent.
0: You mentioned the, the phrase a couple of times about removing the mask. Um, could you tell us, we might have already done that, that might have been the technique we just discussed, but could you tell us a bit more about what that means?
1: You know, when I jumped in to become an actor, there, there's a concept of you need to remove the mask. You need to remove the mask so you can put the character's mask on. You can't put, keep your mask on and put the character's mask on. So, which is... You know how you can become present and be, become the character. Now, it's easy said than done. And people are thinking, what mask? What's he talking about? Well, when you leave your house and you're having conversations with people, you may be not showing your true self. You may not even know you're not showing your true self. You may not be showing your true self to yourself. And, and I've realized more and more that the way I'm able to show up is because I've been doing the work removing parts of the mask to show my authentic self which is you know we are bound by shame right we have the things that we just feel shameful about in our past and it's toxic shame and there's healthy shame and for parents who may be listening you know we may feel like we, we need to be shameless like we're godlike in front of our children or our, or our colleagues or, or you know we have staff that we want to feel like we're just godlike and we have no, no shame we're just you know beyond human and there is no connection with that because there's no vulnerability. There's no authenticity when you're able to be vulnerable. And I see that a lot of women are challenged, you know, are really challenged with this to be vulnerable. Um, And they think there's weakness and vulnerability is such strength. You have no idea, but people take it on like vulnerability is weakness. It's not at all. It's, it's a hundred percent the strength and it's more for you. People connect through vulnerability. People connect when you're real and authentic. And when you're able to remove the mask, the mask is the thing that you feel like you have to protect that vulnerability. You have to protect who you really are. Mm-hmm. So you create this godlike quality of perfection, uh, being perfect. And if there's anyone who watches this as a procrastinator, you know, you're know you suffering this in some way because you're not releasing anything, you're not going for anything because you don't want to be judged, right? You don't want to feel. Um, that you people see you like, oh my God, you're not perfect. You know? Because if you put something out there, you may be open to criticism. It's, it's that you, you, you're you kept locked up because of your mask, right? Because of that shame. So you're never going to really put yourself out there. So the more you can practice that, and I love one way of doing it, it's just like do a Facebook Live, share your story, like open yourself up. I remember when I first did it, whew, I was like, I felt, The last people I wanted to watch it were like my family, right? Because who they thought I was, all right? I thought, well, if I was stepping away from that image, then am I being authentic? Am I really being me? And I had to own who I was. Mm. And it was like, the weirdest sensation. And I remember straight away, I did my Facebook Live, my older brother who was like, I just do not want certain people to watch it. He came to watch it. I was like,
0: oh my God. My dad watched
1: it. (laughs) I felt like red going up here. And then I just carry on talking through it. And I realized I just have to own who I was. Mm. I should take extreme ownership of who I am. And I gave myself, I had to give myself permission to be me. And once you do that, how how did
0: did you structure? I mean, did you, did you go in with a plan? Did you go in with a, this is where I want to talk about? Or did did things sort of come out as you were, were going? Yeah.
1: I had a coach, um, who you know he he said like you know jump on and do a facebook live and i was like i was like yeah cool right okay yeah and i remember i was setting up the camera like here and maybe i should do it outside like 25 minutes to half now i'm like i was like just, just do the thing Alex, just just yeah. do it so i just like my story you know live and i'm like at ah, three two one i'm like <laughs> i go hey everyone and I just talked and I started talking and talking. I, there was no plan. I, you know I, know, I know the difference between speaking on stage with a script and speaking on stage without one. As an actor, you have a script. I mean, I've, I've got light cues. People need to know when I say that word for this to happen. The pressure is on, right? I'm in my head. And when you're in your head, you're dead, right? And as an actor, I, did, I didn't enjoy that experience, Unless you do it so often, you read the lines so many times, like Andy Hopkins, he talks about, I think he reads a script like 200 times or something. That repetitiveness breaks my brain, right? (laughs) You got to know what it is you want to enjoy doing. So when I'm on stage and I talk, like I just came back from Brussels, you know, I just turn up and go, right, I've got, you know, slides. I'm guiding them. I understand what I'm talking about, but I like the freedom to just be with people and go, right, question. And let's coach you and boom, boom, boom. That for me is, it meets my personality, right? For me, it's being authentic. It's being authentic true to my own personality, to me, right? You can be an actor and be authentic if it meets who you are. You see what I mean? You not feel like you're like, because a lot of people have an imposter syndrome, feeling like a fraud, like, oh, this. And it's like, we're all going to feel that because we're breaking in from an old identity, right? Of like, I'm not enough, I'm not worthy. So you step into a place of, I want to be something more. You're going to have that discord, you know, it's going to be resistance. And I'm saying invite resistance in, right? you need resistance in your life because if you got, if you go to the gym and you're picking up a weight, you need that resistance to grow muscles. If you go to the gym and pick up nothing and just do that, you're not going to grow muscle. Right. So you need resistance. So I'm like, well, you know, get a dream that's big enough that you, you have that resistance to go against. So you, you grow spiritually, you grow as a person, right. And, and that's, I don't know where I've gone, left, right, centre. Uh, does that answer some of what you were saying about the mask? Or what, was there another question after the mask? Yeah.
0: <laughs> it does. Man. I, I just love, it just shows as we sort of continue the conversation, your depth of knowledge, really, and, and understanding about this whole subject, this whole topic of developing others. Obviously, having developed yourself, but then developing others as well. How how do you acquire or how have you acquired that level of knowledge?
1: Uh, I you know I read every day. Like my ritual is in the morning. I because everything compounds, right? You mm. got money that compounds, but so does your time, right? So does your habits. Ninety five percent what we do is habits. Subconscious is habits, right? And a lot of people are just not aware. You know, there's a proverb of a guy and a horse, and there's the horse is going like the clappers, right? In English, it means go really fast. And the guy watching the guy on the horse goes, uh, you know, shouts out, where are you going? And the guy on the horse goes, I don't know, ask the horse. Because the horse is the habits, right? The horse is your subconscious. And we're kind of going along for the ride. You need the self-awareness. And the only way you get that is either learning, reading books with a coach, going to seminars. You know, then you get to see things about yourself you didn't know. And you're going, I didn't realize I was doing that, you know? And it's that taking extreme ownership of who you are. I'm reading a book called Extreme Ownership. That's what I mean. Every morning I read something yeah. based on these two Navy SEALs. I just started listening to it yesterday. So I read in the morning. But the first thing I actually do is straight away, if I haven't forgotten to do this, is visualize where I want to be, right? In my yeah. future self. the like 12 months, where are you in the future? Visualize it, right? The subconscious doesn't know the difference. so. I mean, I'm you know, having a great old time in my head for about eight minutes, Garrett, you know, they say eight minutes Yeah. and then I get up and I put on like an online course, something I'm listening to for half an hour whilst I'm doing some exercise. I, I, I like to kill two birds or five birds with one stone, right? Sure. Uh, I don't like to kill birds at all. I'm mainly a vegan, but the point <laughs> is, um, I'm, I'm running on the spot right or i'm doing yep. something and i did my shoulder and so i'm doing these <laughs> shoulder exercises and uh, so i'm trying to do what i can to bring on some sweat whilst i'm learning right yep. so i'm r- raising my cortisol which like my dopamine i'm lowering my cortisol so i'm feeling in a better state i'm learning while I'm in a better state so i'm anchoring in that i feel good whilst i learn right yeah yep. and when i do that for about half an hour 40 minutes i then um journal I am doing this. I'm affirming what I'm already doing. And it's really weird because I look at it going, I am actually doing that now. I need to create something new. Like, what's, It kind of just happens, right? Because the yeah. subcon- you're going into the subconscious. That's, that's running 95% of the show. I need to access that, right? Get that on board of what I want. And once that starts yeah. to happen, my reality shifts. I'm like looking around and going, well, just, did this, how did this happen? And it just seems to happen. It's like the horse, right? The guys on the horse is make the horse take you in the direction you want to go. Because most people, most people's horse is taking them in the direction they don't want to go.
0: Yeah. But it's so well, they don't think about.
1: Well, they don't even know. Yeah, they're going and they're not taking extreme ownership of their life. And you've got to take full responsibility for everything. No victim mindset anywhere. So I journal and then I plan. I do six to seven high priority tasks for the day. And I learned this from Dr. John Martini, who learned it from uh, someone else, as we do, right? We're all learning and implementing. You've got to find what works for you. And I yeah. find out what is my highest priority task that I want to do for me today, right? And you may be, someone's watching this, is in a job, right? You're going to be doing priority tasks for other people. You've got to do what's right for you. You've got to find what's your highest priority for the day if it's just one task you start with a day just do one thing over a year your life is going to look very different than if you weren't going to do anything you see what i mean most people are stuck in the work for the man or the woman whoever in the company you do that you go home and then you don't work on yourself at all you you know you, you you mong out and do other things you're going to keep on getting that life and you think you're secure and safe, but you're it's disillusioned. You're not. You're not growing, right? And that's where the ultimate, you don't feel fulfilled. So just doing one thing a day will compound, right? One significant thing a day. I do six to seven. I like yep. to do high priority tasks a day. And I know I'm ticking them off. I feel good. Oh, I ticked it off. It's great. And, and if there's some things like it's too big, I break it down to smaller chunks. And if it's something that just keeps showing up and I'm not doing it, this is clearly not a value of mine. So I'm just going to, you know, oh, yep. get rid of it. So yep. I know I'm getting close to what I do want and what I don't want
0: Yeah.
1: by doing that yep. every day. And then I read for like half an hour a book. Um, and I have two books. So I read a chapter, one book, and I go into a chapter of another book. And at the moment, it's about the female brain and, and Napoleon Hill's a book he wrote that not many people know about uh, conversations with the devil that's okay. literally what I'm reading at the moment and then I you know then I get on with tackling on the task and I also do much to enjoy my day as well because yep. a lot of it was like work got to work got to work and then I realized what am I working for I got to enjoy my time as I, as I journey up that mountain
0: mm. that ties in perfectly with something that you said before which I want to come back to which was the phrase when you when you said when you were living in London you were waiting to live um uh, that's that stood out for me because I that that is I've never heard that phrase before but that summarized perfectly how I felt when I was teaching I'm waiting to live I wasn't there I was just it was like I'm going through the motions going through the motions going through the motions I get up at 6.35 6.35 every day I go into school I give absolutely everything I come home absolutely exhausted live for the weekend as you've said and you just go through the motions because it's normal everybody else does it right um that so that phrase I, I love and how what I'm what I'm keen on is is you do naturally the way you talk about it, you kind of make it sound so easy you know it, there's there's this time in the morning where you you can you get up and you visualize and you meditate and you read and, and and such and you have this this routine which is solidified, which I'm personally a big fan of a lot of people that I listen to and speak to believe in that at least a morning routine you know which which sets you up for the day um, How do you relate that to people who because we're in a fortunate position you know where as you say no children no uh, sort of not married you know these kind of things relatively compared to a lot of people uh, few ties so how do you share that and how do you relate to somebody who perhaps would say, I don't have the time because of family or uh, I need to I need to go to work at, at, at 8 a.m., 7 a.m., uh, 9 a.m., whatever it might be. Or even even people who are thinking bigger picture, and thinking, I, I've got to take that leap and I'm I'm afraid to take that leap because it might break me away from my family or break me away from my community or break me away from my job. You know, I need to earn this money. How can I how can I live my best life? for want of a better phrase, because of this, these are things I need to do. These are things I have to do. How, how would you kind of respond to that?
1: You know, first off is everything that you just said is what's going on. In people's heads is uh, excuses, right? It's excuses to keep you where you are. You know, if you argue for your limitations, they're yours. Right. And I watch people argue for their limitations. I'm like, do you want to keep them? You know, argue until you're red in the face. Like, what is it you actually want? Okay, well, do you want to tell me every reason that you can't have it? Or do you want to tell me ways that we can get you there, right? So they've got to argue, want it enough for themselves because I can't make them want it, right? I I can take a a horse to water, but I can't make the horse drink. I don't know why I'm talking so much about horses here. (laughs) Um, I have no generally, um, you know, it's not a, a direct correlation there. So... I, I go, right, let's find examples of people who are doing it already. Like, and the, the great thing about you saying this, a friend of mine who's just started um, uh, Boss Dad, uh, I think Boss is basically taking ownership for dads, right? He's got a, a daughter. He works mm. all day. But now he gets up at 4 a.m. Right. And he's given himself two or three months extra a year because he gets up at 4 a.m., right. which he now, you know because he's a friend of mine, he sees the stuff I'm doing, right? And he's now, you know, getting up early to train himself, to learn, right? He takes his dog for a walk. You know, he's doing the exercise. He's hitting the gym. And he's now developing, you know, he he understands he has, because you got your commitments, right? Even I got my commitments. Even I work for myself and doing what I do. I still got to get up early before that day starts to develop my future self, that's what you're doing. You're developing your future self because we've all got our commitments to whatever we built. If you're Bill Gates, or if you're working in a factory, it makes no difference. You still got your dedication to what you built from the previous self, right? So you you have that time allotted. So just know, okay, how much time is that, right? I'm not feeling motivated because I feel like that's going to be my life forever. Okay, so if I get up earlier to work on for my future self because of that vision I see. I need that time to build that future self, learn a new skill, whatever it might be. Then you start your day, your, your present self needs to do in order to sustain what you have in that moment. And at the end of the day, you can be exhausted, but at least you've moved one step forward to your future self. So, whatever that thing is getting in your way, oh, I don't have enough time. Well, that's crap. It's just an excuse. Get up earlier. I'm already so tired. Well, uh, do exercise so you're more exhausted when you go to sleep and you f- wake up with more energy. Like you got to not hold yourself excuses and you may feel tired. Yes. You may feel tired when you wake up like an extra hour earlier, but I know people could do it because I get up early. Um, my friend who's doing it, who's a father gets up at 4am and, and he needs to get up that early because he, he's at the moment working for someone else. Do I need to get up at four a.m.? No, I don't need to get up at four a.m. because I'm working for myself. And it's, you've got to find what works for you. But if you're stuck in a place of time, get up earlier. Find time for your future self so that you can become more valuable in your organization. Or create a business. There's so many businesses out there. We've got the internet. Seven billion people out there and growing. You know, There's a customer born every minute. You know, Whatever your thing is, you can turn your passion into a project. No problem. There's someone else already doing it. So model what someone else is doing get out of the excuses right and if there's deeper beliefs that are holding you you know um, challenges and issues therapy right to help you get out of the way coaching you know so many different modalities it's just the only thing that keeps you there is that excuse is that story you tell yourself that you make you make it you make it it truth you know when you tell yourself a story and i'm going to go back into the childhood again here because clearly it's a fascination for me here yes. based on my own childhood that when you're a child and something happens, all right, we make a decision in that moment and that decision becomes a story and that story becomes our identity, our reality. And we will support that story by, by, by seeing our uh, subconscious will pick out things to reinforce that story. Like you may have a story about your father or your mother and the relationship you have with your parents is what you have with the world. So that story that you have about your father, oh, he's selfish, he's this, was that. Well, is that really true? Or was that a decision you made because of an action that you stated as truth, right? A lie that you made truth. And your subconscious is now like on your side. Now it, it distorts reality by taking every little thing to support your story, to make you right and then wrong. Because if you do that, there is no love that lives there. So you reinstate that story by looking at it and you even get evidence right you even get proof and you even get people to go look look see how wrong he is see how right i am and they're like yeah god you're right and then you're like see and you get all this you know all these people around you to support that story but ultimately it doesn't give you what you want right to make anyone wrong you got to take full responsibility so looking at you know people's it's like looking at your reality going, is this really true is it really true and that's scary for a lot of people because you know we built our identity on that world and to suddenly that's why you know the, the gurus talk about dying whilst you're alive you know it's like dissolving that world that you built up that you thought yeah. was the truth and you step out of it and go wow i'm actually liberated by that i can create mm-hmm. anything i want because your past determines your future right because we're always doing is comparing from the past so all you're going to do is have more of the same in the future that's why people get depressed and anxious and and worried because their future is the same as their past because they're not willing to do the work in the present moment to create a future of their dreams and i know that because well i you know i was on the verge of literally being homeless not knowing where to go, and because I've beat myself into the ground, that I didn't think I was worthy, I didn't think I was enough. I just so I know that pain, you know, I know that pain of being a wandering soul, as uh of a video I've shot recently is. I'm now quoting my own quotes. <laughs> um, yeah, there you go. So uh, um, that's that's where we're at, and it's just waking people up to their magnificence, you know, so they yeah. can go big and live extraordinarily.
0: Yeah. So one thing, and then one further question, I'm going to come on to sort of more quick fire questions, um, is for, if for for people then to, to, to avoid what they've been doing in the past, you say, what, that what's what the kind of past story is going to be projected into their future as well. You know, you tell a lot of people that, and and they might actually think oh, that's terrifying. You know, they might think, you know, I've struggled with this. I've suffered with this. This has been tough. This has been hard. Um, I I don't want that for the future. So what and you may have already answered this question already, but just to really sort of solidify that, what yeah. would you what would be a, a a very simple, uh, straightforward achievable step that, that anybody listening to this right now could do to to shape their future, the future that they want for themselves?
1: Um if they want to shape their future, well, the strategy I said before about moving forward, you know, visualizing the future, yeah. you know, yeah. get clear. What's the obstacle? What? So find out what that, you know, that, that big challenge is for you. And l- look at that challenge and go, right. Okay. So what's my story around that challenge? What's my story around that thing that's getting in the way of what I want? Right. What, what have I told myself? What, what story am I telling myself? I'm not enough that what, well, you know, what is it? Like be a scientist, observe it. Go, don't own it, right? It's like cause it's not you. It's not it's not who you are. You just picked it up and you, you just it's like in your energy field, right? So you just gotta lay it down and go right. Let me just write down these stories that are going through my head. Yeah, get it out and just look at the ridiculousness of and it. And go, where did I even come from? I'm gonna literally live the rest of my life based on a story that I didn't even know where it came from, right? You go, well do I still want to hold on to that story? Is it how is it serving me right now? well it has kept me comfortable it has done this. Haven't? Well do I still want to keep it? Or what is it keeping me from? Cause you said it yourself. It's like, it sounds terrifying. Good. I want people to be terrified by that. Cause then they'll actually do something about it. Right. Cause we move away from pain and yeah. we want to move towards pleasure. So we want to create enough leverage of pain for yourself to go, you know what? That's it. Enough's enough. I'm going to, yeah. I'm going to do something about it, but yeah. we're so comfortable. You know, we're living a life of quiet desperation and just being, comfortable in our in our pity like you could be in pain for a long time right You'd like literally a, a superficial cut or a pain in your shoulder and you live with it you know it just sort of becomes a background dull noise and because it's there we get used to it it yeah. kind of happens in our life as well that story you know we don't realize that well i can actually have a, a better quality life i this is the story i don't need to go for i mean it's a movie right your life is a movie and it depends what kind of movie you want to live in right what's the story what kind of life is it right now if you watched it back later in your life would you go wow that was a that's a blockbuster or well, you're going to look at it and go all right, bring out the tissues. This is this is a tearjerker all the way through. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> ah. what kind of movie do you want? And are you an extra it. in your movie, or are you the the, the action hero movie? of your movie? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. who are you in your movie? Because a lot of people are playing the extra. They're putting someone else as a star in their film, and they're watching, going, "Oh, I wish I was doing what they were doing. I wish I was doing that." Like, who's 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 responsible for your life? The people people can be still given a power to. Uh, the caregivers, the parents, whoever it is, you know, they blame, look at, you know, it's all your fault, I'm like this, so they never have to take responsibility for their lives, so they get to blame everyone else, rather than pointing the finger at themselves, yeah. so they just, you know, live that life of blaming, and never really taking extreme ownership.
0: Yeah, I love that, I love that, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to move on to a couple of quick fire questions, Alex, thank you so much for that, I, just before I do, I want to just reaffirm what you've said, there was, I read a book. Um, well, I listened to a book on the way over to Japan. Um, I'm glad you read a book last month. Just, it's yeah, um. <laughs> it's about time. Eh? Um on the way over to to Japan, and I I downloaded for the journey um, Mark Manson's book, The The oh. Art of Not Giving a Fuck. Have, you, you, have you? Yeah. And there's one section in there. I actually ended up listening to it on the way back as well. So and and since so three times now. But there's one chapter in there which stood out to me particularly and it's the one about responsibility and the idea that everything where you are right now in your life is is completely down to the decisions that you have made um consciously or subconsciously um, and ultimately if you want to take ownership of that you know the idea that you take responsibility for absolutely everything that you take ownership you take responsibility for um this situ- a situation whether it be something which actually is your cause your real fault if you like or even if it's not but actually taking ownership taking responsibility because only when you do that and when you face up to it can you actually move forward with it um and i, I just thought that that was really powerful i'm delighted that you read that read that book as well yeah. um let me ask just to push that one step further just going to go into a couple of quick fire questions it doesn't have to be a quick fire answer but just a couple of final questions to wrap up because i know that your time is uh is very valuable um who i love giving so No, I appreciate that. So, yeah. Who who would you say um, close or distant um, has been the most influential person on your growth or your progression, your direction, and where you are now?
1: Um, That's a good question. Going into responsibility for people who are listening, uh, and extreme ownership is is the same. You know, listening to Navy Seals when they're in extreme combat situations and people lose their lives and they still take responsibility. That's that's tough, right? Uh, and we're not usually in those situations, thankfully. But as soon as you take full responsibility, and I've heard gurus say this, it gives you more choice. Mm. And I mean, because if you're not taking responsibility for something, you you got one choice, which is basically to ignore it. It's not, it's not yours. Right. But if you do take responsibility, you can do that thing a number of ways, right? Whatever that you decide is your responsibility, you get to learn then from it. And there's something about responsibility means that you own something. And, and I'm going to jump into this thing. Guy Ritchie, the director of um, snatch Lockstock, yep. King Arthur. Uh, he was on a podcast talking about his suit. And he goes, you know, people, they've lost, You they know the suit was stolen from us. So, you know, people feel like grudgingly have to put on their suit, right? Your suit's your suit of armor. Mm. So, and and Joe Rogan asked him, well, because you've got that pocket thing in there. You well, what's all this pocket stuff? He goes, well, the, the thing about the pocket thing, it shows you that we won't just squeeze into it because we had to be. You know, I, I'm owning this suit. Mm. And I I walk around with a suit jacket and I have this thing and I didn't really realize the philosophy behind it. I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm owning what I'm wearing. And a lot of people may feel like they have to put their thing on. Well, own what you're wearing the, during the day. You know, Own what you put on in the morning. Own it. Own who you are. Right? If you're in a place where you don't want to be right now, well, own that situation. Own that you are where you want to be, where you don't want to be. Own the fact that you're not where you want to be so you can do something about it rather than going, oh, because of this, because of that, because of that. Because then you never have to do anything about it. Right? So just extreme ownership where you are then you'll go right well if I own it there's no more excuses I better bloody do something about it that's what my awakening moment was and you ask, I'll give you my true authentic realness right now Uh, it was my ex-partner right my ex-partner led me in a journey of spiritual development because it hurt so much it hurt so much because of my direct correlation when I lost my mum when I was nine years old and that pain of abandonment because she was a she was even before she died she was not really there because the cancer had taken her from when my little brother was born so i was only 14 months old so that period of pain and you know when i was I had ear, i had ear infections I had ear problems i would be in pain and no one would be there i'd be crying out right so it was a lot of linking to someone i wanted someone to be there but i'd have to suffer silently right mm suffer loudly a lot of the time um so when i met you know this this lady this this stuff came up i was like blaming her i was but then i was like no i've got to take full responsibility but why do i feel this and then we would come back together and it'd be like a a roller coaster right i was working out why am i doing this i was looking at the psychology of the pain and, and until i realized that i was going back in and out of the relationship with her because it was a tool for me to um, learn more about who I was and who I am. Yeah. Because I kept, I kept getting triggered going, where's this triggering coming from? I can't even you know, be around this person. And I was like, I need to learn what's going on here. And I was like, I need to unravel the subconscious 95%, like the iceberg, right? The tip of the iceberg, and then you got the underneath. I'm like, let's yeah. go deep dive. Let's find out what's going on under it. I'm like, ah, you know, scary things. <laughs> so I'm just like working it out as I'm going through the relationship, going back and forth, and she's doing the same with me. We're like we're mirroring each other. So she was an m- amazing lesson for me, you know, a mirror reflection. And the hardest thing, like, you sore in the gut and sore in the heart, is like, I've got to take full re- full responsibility. Is she? You know, was seeing someone behind my back. If she was doing this, if she was, you know, whatever it is, I've got to take responsibility for that, right? I've got to who I showed up as a person in it, and it's the hardest thing because who wants to take responsibility of things that cause you yourself pain, right? At at the same time, I know how much more I'll get from it.
0: Mm.
1: I know how much more I'll learn from it and develop as a person that can help others. If I just blamed it to someone else, what do I get from that? What do I learn from that? nothing i just give all the power to someone else yeah so if i take full responsibility for it, at least i can go right well why did i allow that to happen boom change it the next person that comes into my life you know I'm a, I'm a whole different person there's no more taking the blame oh it was all their fault i won't learn anything guess what i'm going to keep getting the same thing in the next relationship yeah. and i won't have learned what i learned to be able to serve so many people right that shifted me to be able to serve so many people because I took responsibility, even if it hurt me and it caused me pain and anguish because I couldn't get it still. I was like, well, how I'm responsible, but I don't know why I'm doing this to myself. You know, it's like, why are you hitting yourself, Alex? Why are you hitting yourself? I don't know. Let me work out why, you know? So that journey has led me to do the work I do now. It's definitely a big part of it.
0: I love it. I love it. Thank you for sharing that. Thank you. Which, is, is there a book that you, or is there a book that you recommend to people or that you gift to people most often?
1: Um, you know, I say like a book. I just love. I'm gonna have to read it again. Uh, the Road Less Traveled by Scott Peck. Um, he was a psychotherapist. It was just such a good book. I enjoyed it. I was like reading it, like getting breakthroughs, like oh, you know, like ah. Oh. And then I read another book recently. Um, who the, the, the CEO, the owner of the, the world's most uh, expensive addiction clinic sent to me personally, um, Eduardo, really fascinating guy, his story to, you know, own a retreat, uh, this addiction retreat, a hundred thousand a week to attend. Mm. It's insane. Um, and addiction is bound in shame, by the way, for people who want to take full responsibility. When you're addicted, you'll protect that addiction or you'll protect that problem um, by blaming others, right? Because you're sort of not taking responsibility. So yeah. people who are addicted and go into, you know, therapy like this, they get to own, they get to take full ownership quicker because they've yeah. gone through the, they've gone right through the bottom. And in a way, that can be a real blessing because it's the people stuck in the middle have not really taken responsibility. Yeah. You know, they're not really going up or down. They just sort of, that and that's what they get from their life no good or bad but you can go extreme all the way to the bottom and then go all the way to the top right so um that's the power of extreme ownership when you're forced to confront it there and then so that that book um the road less traveled i've written a book to get people started i make it i want to create wins for people right so i wrote a book with 21 actions and it was like a quick book is to you, you know it's about action, right? It's not to drown you in information. It's like, right. You know, enough take action. I've just written seven other books to enhance in each area of life, to how to manage your money, to actually how to invest your money because there's so much information out there. And he's like, well, who's what's the agenda, right? Yeah. What's their agenda? And I, I just learned from really kind hearted people who wanted to serve. And, you know, I take that information I put it in books that I felt I take the complex and make it simplify as much as possible. So people take action, really, so they can get a transformation as quickly as possible. So that book that Eduardo gave me was called, oh, what was it called? <laughs> um, aye, aye, aye. It was called... I'll to have to come back to you. I have to send it That's out. That's all right.
0: Please. We'll we'll put yeah. it in the show notes. All, all of these, the the links and the books and such. Leave them wanting
1: more. Exactly. Leave <laughs> them wanting more.
0: It means people have to scroll down and have a look in the show notes. Yeah, okay. it'll
1: be fit in there.
0: I love it. Um, just a couple more, Alex. Um, is what's the and, and I actually think well, there's there's one that stood out for me personally from this this sort of conversation, but I would ask anyway, uh, and then I, I might summarise what it's been for myself, but. Just for you, if there's one message, one quote, one phrase that you could get out to people and share with people, share with the world, what would it be?
1: One quote. Um, Well, step out of comfortable and into your greatness.
0: I love it. Thank you. Thank you. I think, I think that's a, a great opportunity, a great place to sort of leave that. I'm going to put all the links in the, uh, in the show notes for people to contact you and access you. I guess just, just on here, if there was one specific link, because I think if we give loads, people will get lost. But if there's one specific place for people to find you, where would be the best place for, for that on, online?
1: Um, you know, AlexRoseman.com. You know, you'll find my contact details on there. And there'll be an opportunity for you to even uh, jump on a call. Soon I'm going to have to stop doing that, of course. <laughs> um, so there's a lot of video. I'm just giving content out and I do weekly newsletters and I've got a Facebook. I started this um, messenger thing once a week. I drop a voice note for people so they can listen to it, um, you know, for a minute or two minutes, like, okay, get going. Uh, so it's just different vehicles um they can take it on, but alexroseman.com.
0: Alex, thank you so much. I can't even begin to describe, A, how much i enjoyed our conversation today.
1: B, how it
0: it didn't go in any way the way I thought it was going to, but it's been far more enjoyable, far more informative, far more useful than I could have even imagined. And I would love to have you on again in the future. Um, Definitely. thank you Thank you again so much genuinely for your time it's greatly appreciated uh, for everybody who's been listening um, as I say alexfruzman.com is the place to find Alex online and I will put the links in there to his Facebook Instagram of course as well where he's very active uh, on all the socials and you can catch up with him uh, in person so do connect there as well thank you all yes. so much for joining greatly That's appreciated it. and look forward to seeing you in the next episode Hi friends, Jake here again. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. You can find links to anything that we've discussed, books, trainings, other podcasts, uh, anything currently that we're enjoying, you will find those in the show notes or you'll find it somewhere in and around all the information that you usually find in a podcast. And a reminder that if you'd like to know more about what I do, if you want more of tools, resources, any recommendations, readings, uh, free training, products and such, then you can find all of that on the website jakeadamdavy.com. Equally, if you want to come over and say hello, Instagram is always the best place and the account is at jakeadamdavey.